This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. He's Greg, I'm Nick. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cattles, brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. We're going to talk some receivers later on in the big picture, but first we want to start to talk about the 30 visits, right? Of course, this is the time where every team gets their draft visits. You get 30 guys to come in or at least 30 visits. Uh, before the draft, if you're an NFL franchise, the Patriots have started to bring in some of these cats, and Greg and I wanted to talk about them. So uh, let, let's get into this, Greg, a little bit. The top 30 visits, this info is uh, from Pat's Pulpit, so thanks to Pat's Pulpit for this. And, and we really want to look at what these visits might mean in the big picture for the Patriots. Let's start off with defensive lineman uh, Rayshad Nichols, Stephen F. Austin, he's six foot three. 304 pounds, Greg. Uh, according to Aaron Wilson, he is likely to go undrafted. Uh, your quick thoughts on him? Well, first of all, before we get into before we get into that, let's just talk about these visits, these contacts, like everything that goes on, you know, like in the off season. Because there's no, first of all, it's all part of the the draft industrial complex, uh, but also, you know, the the we need web traffic uh complex so <laughs> you know basically you will see whether it's you know on assorted sites not at bostonsportsjournal.com because we only give you like real information um not hypo- hypotheticals and things like that is people will say oh well the patriots showed interest in this player and the F- patriots talked to this player um, they had him in for a top fizzy, top 30 visit. That means that they're interested in this player. It doesn't really mean any of those things, Nick. It means, it means they're gathering more information. That's what it means. Okay. Right. And you know, whether that's injuries, um, which you'll, you know, you'll see with like, you know, a guy like John Mechie on, on the list, the wide receiver from Alabama, um, you know, a lot of it has to do with underclassmen who maybe they haven't had a whole lot of contact at the various all-star games that are only open to, uh, or at least most of them are only open to players in their, their after their senior season or they played four years, what have you. Um, so, you know, don't, my, my, my thing is don't read too much into the Patriots doing any of these things because we've seen it in the past. They run, they run the gamut of, uh, you know, like Nate Solder, for example, they, you know, they drafted him in the first round in the middle of the first round. They had zero contact with him till like the day before the draft, 
when they right. sent out Dante Scarnecchia on a secret mission to go work him out, and then they drafted him in the first round. You know, they they had no contact with that guy. Other guys that they've, you'll see them draft some of these guys that they've had contact with. Um, but really, it's about uh, you know getting these guys into the facility when it comes to top thirty visits, getting them on the board, exploring them a little bit more. You know, some of those answers might not be good. You know, some of those answers, they might say, you know, whether it's medical or the interview or on the board or what have you, um, you know, they they might not like what they see out of these prospects. So just because they had them in doesn't mean they like them. Um, it means they're trying to gather more information. Um, right. So it's similar, to the, uh, it's similar to the interviews at the combine and, and, and stuff that gets reported out. Uh, in Indy with the idea of, Ooh, they talked to this guy and they, they, they had their 15 minutes or whatever with this wide receiver. And what does that mean? It's more due diligence than anything. Uh, I do think that if you go the extra step here and bring some of these guys in, you're at least, you know, interested. You've had your interest peaked a little bit and you want more answers, but it doesn't mean, Oh, they brought this guy in. So this guy's going to get drafted by them or they really love this guy because they brought him in for a visit. Yeah. Now, do I think they like some of these guys? Yeah, I do. And we'll sort of, you know, let's just highlight some of the more interesting guys like Nichols from Stephen F. Austin. Um, you know, who, who, who knows with him? I mean, I, you right. know, the Patriots could take a flyer on him late, but I think, you know, the, the cornerbacks are interesting. The offensive linemen are interesting. I mean, they had Marcus Jones from Houston, um, smaller guys, they, they've liked Houston guys in the past. Houston's become very competitive in, in recent years. And, you know, he's only five foot eight, 174 pounds. Um, but he sort of fits like, you know, the miles Bryant type, you know, Jonathan Jones, you know, that type of smaller, uh, cornerback who they right. like, and they're going to need, you know, we talked, um, the other day, uh, about, you know, their, their depth chart and where they are. Jonathan Jones is in his contract year um, to let alone all the other cornerback problems that they have in terms of depth and who's going to play where, um, you know, Jack Jones at Arizona state, he's playing for Herm Edwards. Uh, you know, we've seen them with Nikhil Harry go for Arizona state guys in the past. They like Arizona state guys. Um, you know, I think he's a, He's a good player. Uh, you know, they have him down as uh, the guys over at Pat's Pulpit who do a good job tracking this stuff. If you're interested in all the minutiae, go check out those guys over there. Uh, you know, six interceptions, 19 pass breakups. Booth from Clemson, I think, is really interesting. Oh, yeah. he, I mean, he's I, a guy. I, think, I think Booth is the guy that uh, I think, Greg, on this list, along with maybe Trent McDuffie, yeah, we'll get into Booth first. I think Booth is obviously the sexy name. He's the he's one of the guys that's going to get drafted in the first round. I think if if you are a, a casual, somewhat interested kind of draft Nick, you know about Andrew Booth. Like I can't tell you much about Jack Jones, but I've seen Andrew Booth play, and I can tell you, you know, okay, that's a cornerback that would interest me, and that's a guy that I think a lot of Patriots fans would look at and say, well, if they got him at twenty one, we wouldn't we wouldn't be too mad about that. Yeah, and and just to give uh, people a heads up, um, you know, our draft analyst um, Kevin Field, yeah, has been going through his position by position stuff. So on, you know, he had he has Marcus Jones as a Patriots type of guy in round three, 
Uh, he says he's an elite returner that will need to play nickel because of his size, but he's a true football player, a fluid athlete with the necessary scrappiness, speed, and quickness to cover slot receivers. Um, some teams won't value him high at corner because of his size, but the Patriots will. Um, he even was a productive wide receiver for the Cougars. So uh, more versatility. And when you talk about Booth, uh, he's a guy who, you know, is on Kevin's list. Um, you know, for a full, first time, full time starter, good ball skills, six foot, 194, good length, great balance coming in and out of breaks. He's not afraid to support the run, but needs more discipline. Um, you know, he, he comes, the thing with Booth, and you'll see this with a lot of cornerbacks, and I, and, it wouldn't surprise me that the Patriots are sort of talking to some of the cornerbacks and maybe them working them out a little bit in terms of this college teams play a lot of zone and who knows right. the Patriots yep. could be going to all zone. You know, how, how are they going to transition to playing man? That's really the essential key on all these guys. Booth is a guy Clemson plays a ton of zone and yep. you know, you're constantly in the back pedal eyes in front of you, see the ball, go tackle the ball, that kind of thing. So Booth is a guy like that, that they need to, uh, you know, figure th- th- things out. Um, I want to you know, ask Trent- you about that, Greg, yep. be- before we get to McDuffie, because I, I want to kind of pin down on that a-, a minute here. So when you look at Booth and you stay, because I've seen people talk about Booth and, of course, Elam, right, is yep. another corner that's likely going to go in the first round, Kyer Elam. And some say, well, if you look at what Elam has done, he's more of a man, he can play press. Uh, that- that's more of what he's done at the collegiate level, where, like you just said, Booth is more zone. So let's just give you a, a, a hypothetical here, Greg. If the Patriots select Booth over Elam, does that necessarily tell us that they might play more zone than man? Or you think it's no, they just think that, you know, Booth is the better cornerback and they believe that he can, you know, transition to some man as well. Because I, I think some people might look at it and say, well, if they pick the guy who played more zone, that means they're going to play more zone. Is, is that necessarily the case? Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it could be. I mean, I'm not going to rule it out. I mean, I do think that I I would say it's fair to say the Patriots at this stage where they are, and it's not like they're going to transform the cornerback room in one or two off seasons. Uh, if they want to get back to playing more man, it's going to have to be uh, sort of like a gradual thing. And at least for the next couple of years, you know, with Malcolm Butler, um, Jalen Mills, uh, whoever else. And we know that the cornerback, depth is not good in that room uh yeah they're probably gonna have to play more zone I mean I don't I don't know how they cover the bills without playing more zone and it didn't exactly work great last year they need more pass rush I'm sure they're going to try to amp that up but it it doesn't indicate to me one way or the other but I do think Nick that they're looking for more they would be open to more balanced cornerbacks can play definitely can play zone has man potential than in the past where in the past, I think they're looking for, you know, man guys. And I think you're, you'll see a lot of guys like whether it's, um, you know, a guy like Daxton Hill from Michigan, who a lot of mocks have going to the Patriots. We've written them up a few times. This guy to me looks like a carbon copy of Devin McCourty coming out of Rutgers. And what did we know about Devin McCourty? Devin McCourty played a lot of zone at Rutgers you know, he'll tell you he played a lot of man, but they played a lot of zone and his rookie year, he was great. Why? Cause the Patriots played a lot of zone. Then all of a sudden the next year when they went to play man to man, 
he really struggled to the point where they moved him to safety and he's been a really good safety, but Daxton Hill is that kind of guy as well, where you're looking. I do think it's safe to say that they're looking, they're more open to uh, zone guys at cornerback than they have been in the past. Next corner on the list, Trent McDuffie. He is seen as a guy who, you know, could be a day one starter in the NFL, legit upside, as a number one cornerback, uh, he's from Washington. Of course, the Patriots have some history with that program. Uh, any thoughts on McDuffie, Greg? Yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy in terms of NFL, um, you know, sort of projections and where he might go in the first round. A lot of people, I think, have him borderline top half of the first round. You know, 5'11", 193, three-year starter, first-team all-pack 12. Um you know, competes like hell. One of the best tackling corners in the league. We, uh, you know, in this draft, we know that the Patriots definitely put a priority on tackling at cornerback because a lot of times their their run defense is predicated on stuffing the middle and bouncing the guys outside. So right. their cornerbacks have to tackle. Um, you know, he's a little it, it, the knock on him, and and if he drops in the draft and to around the Patriots range or even later, um, it's going to be because he's not the biggest guy, has kind of shorter arms, and only two interceptions in 28 games. So, uh, you know, you're looking for a little bit more of a, you know, if you're replacing J.C. Jackson and Mr. INT, uh, you don't want exactly want to go with Mr. No INT on the college level. <laughs> Mr. INT hyphen less. Um, yeah. All right, so let, let's get to the offensive line, and then I want to talk about one more guy um, that, that sticks out to me just because I think he's a fascinating story. But let's look at the O-line. Let's start with tackle Trevor Penning uh, from Northern Iowa. This is a guy who, you know, if you look at, you know, projections six months ago, I don't know where he's at, but right now he's, he's shooting up draft boards. Uh, again, from Northern Iowa, he's seen as a, a future first-round pick here in the next few weeks. Your thoughts on maybe looking at Penning with the offensive tackle and offensive line situation we discussed last week, Greg? Yeah, I think, you know, Penning could be the type of guy that the Patriots look to at 21, if not maybe even trade up a little because we talked about it, you know. To me, the Patriots have some glaring needs still on the needs list. And I would say offensive tackle, you know, yeah, they have Trent Brown back, but he's on a deal where, they're not sure what they're going to get out of him. Um, so we don't know what his future here is, if anything. Uh, Isaiah wins in his fifth-year rookie deal, so who knows? You know, Does anybody think the Patriots are going to fork over a contract extension to Isaiah Wynn right now? I think the answer yeah, would no. be no. no. So that means he's likely going to unrestricted free agency after, after this year. And so they don't really have – they don't have another tackle. So if you were looking for a guy, you know, a position – where the Patriots could use a guy for now and the future, it'd be a guy like Trevor Penning, you know, a a potential franchise left tackle. We know they like bigger guys at tackle, whether it's Nate Solder, Sebastian Vollmer, Trent Brown. They've sort of, you know, Isaiah Wynn goes against type, um, you know, as far as that goes. But I do think they like bigger guys. Um, You know, at least with Penning, I think at least Penning is a, Pro Bowl caliber right tackle for for his career, I think at the least, and I do think he has left tackle upside. Uh, he would be a guy that I would consider at 21 if he's there. And so, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that the Patriots are taking a very 
strong look at going into this draft. Would not have a problem at all if you draft somebody like Penning in that first round. If you want to protect and, and make sure that your franchise quarterback and Mac Jones is taken care of, I think you have to look at that tackle position. And people will tell you in this draft, top heavy at tackle when you want guys who can slide right in. It's not really deep. If, if you want a legitimate offensive tackle that you feel you can slide in and he can be the dude you've got to get him in the first round. And, and like you said, Greg, you might have to move up a few slots to find that guy. Many people believe that the saints pulled that trade with the Eagles because they wanted to move up to draft yeah. the tap. So I think you, you might have to move up if you want him. Uh, some people might be screaming at us, Greg, right now, listening to the pod saying, yo, what about the interior offensive line guys, Shaq Mason trade, blah, 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 blah. Well, if there is a guy, uh, Kenyon green, Texas A&M, let's go down to the sec. He's six foot four, three twenty three. Uh, what do you think about him? Uh, you know, good, good player. I mean, I, I think that he's, he's an interesting type of guy for them. I think that, um, look, you know, if you, if you're looking, if you're Bill Belichick and you're like, all right, well, I don't love the options that we have on our team as far as offensive line, you know, they have a opening at left guard. And I think that uh, he he's Kenyon green can play anywhere. I mean, he can, you know, he's six foot four, three twenty-five. He's played tackle. Um, he's known as the top guard in the draft. Um, you know, so, you know, you plug him and play him. He, he reminds me a lot of, you know, Shaq Mason, Joe Tooney, those type of guys. He's the type of guy that if you draft him and I don't know, I would feel weird about drafting a guard at 21, but you know, whatever, if, if they like what they have with, you know, win, David Andrews, uh, you know, uh, who's at right tackle? Uh, I mean, right guard. Uh, Michael Wenu, Trent oh, Brown. And, you know, you plug Kenyon Green and a left guard and like, here we go. You know, we think that, you know, we're, we're, we're good to go. Um, athletic guy, I, I, I think that he, he, he's going to play for a long time in this league. Texas A&M usually t- puts out really good offensive linemen. Uh, good player. Hate the idea of drafting a guard in the first round. I'd stay yeah. away from it. I think you can get a guard. I, I think the the position versus OT, like we just talked about, a tackle. I think you can get a number of guards in the third, fourth, fifth round in this draft. And when you look at what the Patriots have done in the past, I mean, you look at Owenu, you look at Mason, you look at Tooney, you look at David Andrews, who's a center, but interior offensive lineman. They've had some really good history uh, with drafting guys, interior offensive linemen, late in the draft, undrafted guys. I, I don't want them to reach in the first round for a guard. Uh, let's bring up a couple of other names here on the list that, that are interesting to me. We'll save Mechie as we get into the wide receiver conversation. Uh, let's look at the guy I wanted to bring up, and, and that's the Eric King. J- just because of of the story, you've got Julian Edelman. Everybody, as soon as the Patriots look at a quarterback from college and they talk about maybe transitioning him to wide receiver, everybody's like, Julian Edelman, here we go. Um, but when we look at De'Eric King, he actually has shown some receiver skill in, in his history. I mean, he, he has mm-hmm. that on the resume. Uh, your thoughts, he's 5'9", 196, Greg. Uh, your thoughts on, on the Patriots bringing in De'Eric King, uh, former quarterback of Miami. Yeah, it's interesting. He had a six-year college career from, you know, between transferring from, you know, Houston to Miami and stuff like that. He's definitely had an interesting career. I think he's as old as you are um, <laughs> at this point. No, but I, I do think, 
One thing that I think that's interesting with the Patriots is that, you know, we've heard them, at least the rumor, thanks to Jakob Johnson, is that they're going away from the fullback position. I do think that the Patriots are starting, and and we've seen it at times, you know, with Kendrick Bourne last year, uh, some of the things they did with him. I do think the Patriots have started to uh, open themselves up to going with more um, you know, diversified weapons and, and, you know, we, but we've seen, you know, Troy Brown could throw the ball, return kicks. Julian Edelman could do the same thing. Wes Welker could even throw a pass now and again. Um, I think that they're looking for, uh, and Kendrick Bourne does some of this, but I think they're looking for gadgety type guys to sort of throw as a wrinkle into the offense to sort of keep defenses back a little bit, a lot of motion, a lot of, um, you know, could he run the ball? Could he throw the ball type of thing? So I think that Derek King is an interesting guy. Normally quarterbacks are a little bit smarter than the other positions. So you're hoping that that's the case with King and, you know, he can sort of um, pick up things very quickly. All right. One last name before we get to the receivers, Um, James Cook running back. (laughs) If you're starting to have some flashbacks, maybe you're having some uh, PTSD here. (laughs) <laughs> from Georgia, of course. What? James Cook is a guy that's uh, on this list from the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, your your thoughts on on Cook and what kind of back he is, and does he fit? Does it make sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's he's an all around back. I'm a little bit shy of you know all around sort of do it all backs from Georgia after uh, I'm a little gun shy after the Sony Michelle thing because. Sonny Michelle still to this day has not shown that he was he's the same player that he was at Georgia in the pros in terms of being an all-around weapon and really good out of the backfield. We all thought that Sonny Michelle was going to do that at the base when he came out, that he was going, oh, okay, he'll be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, but that just never happened for whatever reason. But that could just be a Sonny Michelle thing. Um, you know, good player. We know Belichick loves Georgia players. Uh, Kirby Smart is the head coach there, disciple of Nick Saban. Uh, he was on the Dolphins coaching staff that I covered um, in Miami with Saban, and then, then he went with Saban to Alabama and then, um, you know, Georgia eventually. Um, you know, good football player. Belichick loves those guys. They're talented. Um, they've had a good history with them recently. And, you know, you're looking – we talked about it earlier – in terms of the the quote-unquote interest in Leonard Fournette. Well, Damian Harris is going into a contract here. So what are you going to do? It Are you going to give a running back an extension? Is he going to like the money the Patriots offer? Probably not. So what do you do? You got to keep yourself open, your options open. And I think drafting a running back at some point this year is not out of the realm of possibility. A couple of things. Uh, I am not going to comment much on a Georgia running back after I had my ass singed uh, by by one Sony Michelle when I went on 98.5 and I was like, look, I don't love first round running backs, but you know, with, with Brady and blah, 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 you're in a win now mode. And I think he can be explosive and he can do this and he can do that. And, and he just never was that guy for the Patriots. Uh, so I'm going to try to stay away. I, I will say though, big picture at running back, Recycle, 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 recycle. I, I'm never a, a big fan unless you get it on a, cho- a a super cheap contract. Not a big fan of of paying big money or investing top picks and in running backs. 
You saw last year with Ramon J. Stevenson. You know, a lot of people said, who is this dude and why are they drafting him when they have Damian Harris? Uh, nobody was saying that by the middle point of the season or so. So uh, just keep replenishing. You can find running backs. You, you can you can replace those guys. I'm sorry to all running backs out there, but it is the truth that is fact. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get to a couple of really sexy names, names that are going to get Patriots fans all hot and bothered and salivating, before we get to a couple of wide receivers, we first have to get to betonline.ag. Greg, tell everybody about our friends. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Ohio State. <laughs> Find all of your all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And guess what? They also have NFL draft props and and other sort of things. I saw them oh, on there. Yeah. So get on there and. And nerd out in terms of uh, NFL draft <laughs> odds. It's all over there. And don't forget that baseball is back. Uh, I think somebody informed the Red Sox. And the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50, that's CLNS50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, everybody talking about including us, how this Red Sox lineup is going to mash. Not yet. Not so much so far. And uh, when, you read, when you read that the Red Sox endeavors are, you know, $100 million apart, I don't know how that makes you feel either today. But uh, it, it is what it is. Let's get back to football. All right, let's get to those two sexy names from the same school. They play the same position. They're not the same guy. Let's start with uh, wide receiver John Mechie. And Greg, of course, uh, sorry, John. I, I, John Mechie the third. I want to make sure I include the third. Oh. Um, he was in for a visit coming off, yeah, coming off of an ACL uh, in the SEC championship game. Just kind of uh, your thoughts about Mechie. We've talked about him a little bit on the pod, not a ton. Uh, your thoughts on Mechie's visit? Yeah, I think um, I think Mechie's an interesting guy. I think he he's a he's more of a medical check than anything. Um, he is, you know, he's coming off an ACL. As well, same with the other guy, Jamison Williams, um, you know, much earlier for Mechie, so he'll be back much sooner. Um, I think Mechie's, Mechie's the Patriots type of guy. I, you know, it, it depends on where you can draft him. Our, our guy, Kevin Field, has him as a second round prospect for the Patriots. He's 5'11, 187. He does a little bit of everything. Um, you know, really good inside guy. Um, you know, I, from what I hear from the Alabama guys, they all rave about him. I know the Patriots were asking about um, Mechie, Jamison Williams, other Alabama guys when they were down there for uh, the pro day down there. I think I think that the coaches think the world of Mechie. I think that if you're looking for one guy out of Alabama that you're saying, all right, the Patriots could pick, it's Mechie. Um, and I think this I think this top thirty visit was about the medical getting him on the board, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, that sort of thing to make sure uh, he's everything that they want. Um, you know, real worker, um, you know, talented guy, respected by his opponents. I think that – I think if you're looking for a guy that finally hits, a wide receiver that finally hits with the Patriots that they draft, 
you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy with better odds than John Mechie. As long as he's okay physically, I love myself some John Mechie. He, he's, a number, he's a number two guy. He's not some explosive guy like the other guy we're going to talk about, just so people know. He's not, he's not going to come in and dominate, but he's, he's a damn good football player. I, I think he's a perfect fit, and he's even a better fit when you think about his history with Mac Jones. And, and I think somebody who can can slide right in, I'm not going to say that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, because as you just said, Greg, Jamar Chase is an elite wide receiver prospect. He's just excellent. But Mechie, if you lower your expectations a little bit and think of him as a number two in those proper terms and those expectations uh, I think he's a great fit. I think he's perfect for this team. And again, we talked about this a little bit last week. When you look at the wide receiver contracts, how they line up, you've got to start thinking of the future. Don't think, oh, they just brought in Devontae Parker. They're good for the next three years. Uh-uh, not even close. You know, Aguilar is coming up. Uh, Jacoby Myers is coming up. In yep. two years, you've got Parker and you've got uh, Bourne. So, you know, by I think, what, 2023, you're looking around, you're going like the John Travolta gift that's all around. He's just looking around the room. That That's what you're doing in like a year or two for the Patriots in that yep. wide receiver room. So I think Mechie is a great fit. I would do cartwheels, uh, again, as long as the health checks out. The other guy, Jamison Williams, you just said uh, he's not the other dude when you talked about Mechie. He's not a number true number one guy. Williams seems to be that guy. Tell me about Williams from Alabama. If you're looking for uh, a dominating number one wide receiver, um, Williams is the guy. I mean, you know, before his ACL injury. And this happened in the national championship game. So, look, you're largely looking at a year one loss. But if you take him in the first round, which he will be taken in the first round, and, you know, you, you have the fifth-year option with him at least. And I think that's what a lot of teams are banking on. I think that he's, he's just, he's a different dude. I mean, he is just, he's explosive. There isn't anything that he can't do on the football field. He'll, he'll catch it. He'll make people miss. He'll dominate on the outside. He's just, I think he's, I think he's spectacular. Um, I don't think there's a chance, Nick, I don't know what you think, but I don't think there's a chance in hell that he lasts at 21. I think you're talking, you're yeah. talking maximum like around like 15 or so lasting. But he healthy, he's easily a top 10 pick. And you know you're talking along the same lines as Jamar Chase, that type of guy. He's just, I think he's spectacular. Uh, he's he's dynamic. He's better than any of the recent Alabama guys. Like you know Devonte Smith went what, like sixth or something like that to the Eagles. He's way better than Devonte Smith. Yeah, I mean, look, I think he's gone on the top 15. I yep. don't think he's going to be there. And, you know, would I be super pumped to, to move up to the top 15 to, to draft Jamison Williams with the ACL? I, I, I'd i be much more comfortable, frankly, with the Patriots trading down in the first round and getting, uh, you know, one of those one of those cornerbacks we talked about, staying at 21 and getting one of those cornerbacks, or, you know, maybe even moving up a couple spots to try to get Penning. I would not make that big jump for a wide receiver because I think you're okay at wide receiver. I'd be fine with drafting Mechie in the second or third round. I don't think he's going to last the third round, but um, yeah, I think Williams is gone. I don't think he's going to be there. I think top 15 pick, even with that ACL. 
uh, the Boston sports Journal.com member question of the day. Check them out at BSJ 39 99 on the annual plan. Now look, we got the Celtics nets coming up. That series starts on Sunday. We got the Bruins, Woo-hoo! the Bruins playoff. Yeah, I know. I love it. Uh, Bruins playoff bound. So a uh, lot, a lot to talk about with them. Red Sox season has started all the Patriots off season stuff draft coming up. You know, the deal, a uh, membership at BSJ uh, also gives you access to a ton of video analysis that Greg does on the coaches film and direct access to this man in weekly chats. Greg, uh, do you have a question for us today? I do. S Connors 92 asked a question, um, you know, related to what I, something that I wrote on Sunday, which, which I, I'll just read what I wrote. Say what you want about the Patriots in there, dot, dot, dot. Slowness to offer contract extensions. Their approach may be outdated, but it's aimed to keeping unity in the locker room. Look at what the Bills have brought on with extensions slash big contracts to Josh Allen, Von Miller, and now Stefan Diggs. Suddenly other players who have helped build up the Bills to the point they're getting a new stadium are wondering where their money is. Safety Jordan Poyer recently hired Drew Rosenhaus and is looking for a new deal. Looking for a way to compete with the Bills this season, a little locker room contract jealousy could help. Um, that sort of became a sports radio talking point the other day, but S. Connors before that, you know, sort of asked a question about that. And basically he wanted to know, well, don't you think that Nelson Aguilar and Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry getting big contracts, you know, in their splurge last year has sort of the same effect on the Patriots. And I do not, I do not think that Nick, and here's the biggest reason why <laughs> outside of some of the veterans who are already getting paid, you know, with the Patriots, the Devin McCourty's and, you know, even Trent Brown was making a nice coin when he came back last year. Um, the Patriots didn't have any guys that would be jealous of these guys getting contracts, especially in their right. rooms. Like, you know, all right, so Nelson Aguilar gets a big contract. Who's going to complain on offense? What Damian Harris? Well, Harris. Damian, I mean, <laughs> what'd you say? Nikhil Harry. <laughs> yeah, Nikhil. What's Nikhil Harry going to complain? Oh, yeah, he had his trade request last year. Oh, okay. Sorry, Nikhil. Sorry we hurt your feelings. You wanted to get paid off of your 35 receptions or whatever. Like, you know, and, and that's sort of the point. I mean, the Patriots, I think Belichick was comfortable doing that last year because he realized, well, there's nobody to really tick off in my locker room. It's not like I have like, well, except, you know, J.C. Jackson. But I think, the you know, we kind of knew what was going to happen with J.C. Jackson for a while. The Patriots offered him a contract extension. I'm sure it was at least on par with what Nelson Aguilar got, like, you know, $12 million a year, probably more, probably more in the $15 million range. So J.C. Jackson couldn't really complain. And you knew that he was basically getting to his final year deal, betting on himself and said, I'm going to try to go get top of the market. And he got near top of the market uh, this offseason. So good for him. So the big thing is, is that, you know, it, it actually helped the Patriots. Well, no, I don't want to say that because, you know, you want the good young players. And the reason that the Patriots are in this spot with their roster is because they didn't draft well for four years, as Robert Kraft said. Uh, but the Patriots basically had to import talent to make up for those drafts. They did it. There's no one there to piss off. Um, I'm trying to think if Damian Harris, Damian Harris could get mad if, if something happens now, cause he's in a contract here, but up until now, no chance for disharmony. But I do think if you're a guy like Jordan Poyer, and you look at what the Bills are doing, be like, you just handed Von Miller all this money, and 
he's never played here before. And here I am, I'm still, I'm, you know, I rank like 25th in the league for safeties in terms of what I'm making. Why aren't I getting mine? Stefan Diggs is another guy who's a Johnny come lately to the Bills. Jordan Poyer's like, I've been here longer than, where's mine? Our defense is pretty good. So that kind of stuff, you might think it's nonsense, but it's very real in NFL locker rooms that this stuff starts to go on and people start to be like, how come I haven't gotten mine? I need to get mine. And there's a little dissension in the ranks. That does happen. So before we leave, totally off the rails here, but uh, I, I saw this note before we started the podcast, and I, I had to bring it up just, just for a laugh for you, Greg. But apparently oh Jerry Jones met with the media this morning, and he was talking about uh, sponsorships and you know switching from like Pepsi to Nike or whatever, Phil Knight. And uh, apparently he confused Monica Sellis with Monica Lewinsky. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that soundbite. I cannot <sighs> wait to hear Jerry stumbling, mumbling, and mumbling his way and referencing Monica Lewinsky instead of Monica Sellis. I can't wait to hear that. It might Does be time to, uh, yeah, this might be time to, to, to get old Jerry away from the microphone, start, start to <laughs> taper that down. A it'll, little bit. it'll never happen. Good old Jerry sees a microphone. He no. makes a beeline to it. He, he runs right to it. He doesn't waste any time to share his thoughts. We just shared our thoughts. His name is Greg Bedard. I am Nick Cattles. It is the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. Everybody have a great weekend. Be good, be healthy, be safe. We'll be back next week talking more Patriots.